When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, I'm Nicholas Gordon, host of the Asian Review of Books podcast done in collaboration with the New Books Network. In this podcast, we interview fiction and nonfiction authors working in, around, and about the Asia-Pacific region. Monica Macias, the youngest daughter of Equatorial Guinea's first president, at just seven years old, lands in Pyongyang, North Korea in 1979. Her father had sent her to the country to study, but what was meant to be a shorter visit grew to a decade-long stay when her father was ousted in a coup. Monica stays in Pyongyang until 94, when she graduates from Pyongyang University of Light Industry, and she decides to travel the world to China, to Spain, South Korea, Equatorial Guinea, the U.S., and the U.K., Everywhere she goes, people are puzzled by her background, an African woman who speaks perfect, flawless, accentless Korean. She first told her story in her biography, I'm Monica from Pyongyang, published in Korean in 2013. She now tells her story in English in Black Girl from Pyongyang, In Search of My Identity, published earlier this year. Today, we talk about Monica's story, her time in Pyongyang, her travels around the world, and what misperceptions we may have about one of the world's most isolated countries. So, Monica, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We we kind of I kind of mentioned this in my intro, but maybe you could start by explaining what brought you to Pyongyang in the first place. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you for having me in your show. Right. So to answer that question, as I uh, as I wrote in the book, the reason why we were in Pyongyang is basically, I can say it in one word, decolonization. Uh, well, followed by, um, so the colonization followed by decolonization. So the colonization was characterized um, by the ruthless exploitation of the colonized um, uh, by colonial countries, power, uh, people and from the colonized countries like EG, where those people was considered as a subhuman, inferior to white people with no rights whatsoever, including the right to the education. As a consequence of this, in the aftermath of the um, decolonization, there was there was no proper educational institutions left in Equatorial Guinea. So that's prompted my father to send us, um, not only us, but also many Guineans, young Guineans to study abroad. And that was one of the reasons why my father started, uh, decided to send us to study in North Korea. And you might ask why North Korea? This was 
because the relationship be between Spain, who was the colon uh, colonizing power of Equatorial Guinea, um, and the newborn country, which was Equatorial Guinea, the relationship was going uh, was very bad. For instance, like the 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 relationship between Japan in Korea in peninsula, entire peninsula. So it was the same situation. So um, as a consequence of this bad uh, relationship, all many, um, I think it was most of the uh, um, communist bloc countries like uh, China, Cuba, Russia, and North Korea was reaching out to Africa to, to help them, the new, the new countries in that era. And that's how uh, we got there in North Korea. So, so in kind, of, I think most people in in hearing the calling it the 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 premise seems like the wrong word. But if if you would tell someone about the story of um, an African woman, um, a black woman growing up in an overwhelmingly Korean society, um, mm. I think most people would expect it to be very difficult. Um, because of the because of the differences um, in terms of backgrounds, um, et cetera. I guess in short, was it did you find it difficult to be one of only a handful of people from Africa in in North Korea, or was it actually quite straightforward? I think in the beginning in, um, I was I was um, seven years old, so I was a child. So when I arrived, in the beginning, everything was was amazing to me. As I described in, in the book, it was completely new things and um, a new countries. So I was amazed. But then when my mom left is when I started to, to uh, feeling really uh, sad because she just disappear from my life in, in over the night. And then I got um, very sad and I missed her. Uh, and I started to, as she didn't come back for for many years, I decided, I started to reject everything. I was, it was difficult. And uh, yeah, it's the Korean society is, is quite, it's not a mono society, so I mean, um, opposite to the um, multicultural. So being um, the, the only white uh, black girl in the school, it made difficult because I stand out. And so there was many factors that it made difficult in the beginning, but afterward, you know, um, you learn how to live with that. You know how you 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 made friends, and that barrier just disappeared. So yeah, it, it was difficult in the beginning, but you learn how to build the relationship with the people you know, and also it helped when I learned the language. Also, you can uh, in that way you can communicate. So it was beginning, yeah. Like I said, it was difficult, but then it was easier. Hmm. And you know what? What was what was life like in in Pyongyang at the time? Um, you know, again, I think with the with the way people normally think about North Korea, um, and we'll talk more about this later. But they think about they kind of extend today's North Korea backwards, or they'll do comparisons with South Korea. But 
Um, I think people people probably don't understand what life actually was like in North Korea during that period of time. Um, I'm sure things were restricted, but you know how what was your life actually like in North Korea during I guess during the 80s? I mean, I would describe it within the rule they set because uh, uh, each country have their own rule. And North Korea, North Korea is not the exception. They have a, their own rule. Within those no, uh, those rules, one of them is um, that foreigners cannot uh, interact directly with the Korean is one of them. That was one in the beginning. It was difficult. But if, uh, if you know how to build a relationship and you know how to navigate in the system that they have set, it makes it more rather easier. And um, about the life is, we need to go back to understand, yes, uh, um, in the aftermath of the war, so when the Korean War, still officially they are in war, but they are in pause right now. Um, uh, North Korea was doing, was doing well economically, and uh, there are, there are um, documents proving it how the country was doing better than South after the, the war, and they received the support from um, Russia uh, back then. So they were doing well until the collapse of, of, of communism, uh, communist countries in in nineties. So that's reflected uh, in the people's life. And um, I even remember one, there was, I think it was, um, it was in late 80s, uh, no, in mid 80s, if I'm not wrong, before I, I was still in the boarding school, I remember that Pyongyang was was uh, uh, asking people to, uh, to save uh, things to help uh, South Korea, when they had, I think it's it, it there was um, um not not humane, but there was this uh, natural dis disaster that happened back then, and they sent rice and then clothing. I remember that one. So back then, North Korea was not in the situation that many people have it in mind. And uh, if we are honest, we can see that all countries goes ups and down economically, depending on the, the, the history. And we know United States had, a, a, um, it was um, in 30s, and the UK as well, I think it was in 90s. So all if we look at the history of, of any countries, even South Korea, before they reached this, they had, they had gone through a difficult moment and Japan. So I um, there are moments for the countries that they are very up in and economically. There are moments that they they go very um down. So when I was living in Pyongyang, the life was uh, much better than 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 what it is later, what it came later. Mm, yeah. Um I mean you, you you mentioned something there that I wanted to kind of ask more about which were i mean there were restrictions against kind of interaction between foreigners and um and 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 koreans but you are able to make korean friends um growing up kind of i, I wonder i wonder how did those 
how did those relationships grow and how to, again, how did you find um, making friends with ordinary North Koreans? I mean, I, I find it well, it's, it's just a, 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 as a normal human being. I mean, um, I mean, in any society, there is a, and this, um, I mean, as a human, we are very similar. The thing that we, we talk about, like um, a relationship between men and women and a marriage and the worries about the, in the school, the grade, and and everything is not in North Korea. People, what I what I notice is that the outsiders tend to believe that <laughs> everything in North Korea uh, um, or the human people they twenty four hour thinking about the politics, and that's not that's simply not true. They live their life. They get married. They 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 try to. Uh, I mean, they date. They might not do it in the way that the outsiders think or exactly. We are just different. Different doesn't not mean uh, bad or good or strange or whatever, but they are human beings as well. <laughs> so the relationship was just about that. We worried about exams. We talk about going out to, for instance, to mountains having the um the weekend going to amusing park to have a time um boyfriends girlfriends and uh books that you have read uh, this discussion about the books or movies so this kind of of conversation that's how you build the the relationship with the people i hope this and it also i mean there's oh yeah and, and also there's there's access to um uh, again, kind of every the, the the image of North Korea is extremely isolated. Um, I mean, but you talked at the time like yeah, people people watched things from like people things came in from South Korea, things came in from from outside. I mean, how much? I I mean, you 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 talk about it in your book, um, but how much kind of awareness of of culture things like trends um, outside of North Korea was there in in Pyongyang at the time? How much said again? Can you repeat your questions? Oh, how, how much... I mean, how I mean, how much like how much awareness, how much or how much did people consume um, like culture, entertainment, um, pop culture trends, even from outside of North Korea um, while you were like amongst your North Korean friends or even oh, your, oh, yes. yeah, um, I fellow foreigners about, yeah. in Pyongyang? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned that in 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 the book, so that's that's proof. And those who who have been in that era with me in in North Korea, they know they know that. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, um, I I I have one more question about your time in North Korea. Um, and then I'd like to talk more about uh your travels outside North Korea after ninety four. But um you get to meet and talk with Kim Il-sung. Um, I think there's an anecdote in your book where Kim Il-sung gives you advice. Um, what was, I mean, again, with the understanding that 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 this is very much um, uh, one example of how I interacted with, with one person, what was Kim Il-sung like? Well, I think I'd rather to keep that, that um, between me and him is, is a private uh, relations and it's a private i rather i rather took it for myself um so okay so in in 94 you eventually decide to to leave north korea and you 
um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but but kind of the first place you go is you go to Spain. Um, and again, you can like I mentioned in the introduction, but um, you're probably a very, a very unique, uh, a very unique figure with a very unique background, um, with a very unique set of skills, particularly your ability to speak fluent Korean. Um, but did people have like difficulty kind of understanding and like trying to understand who you were and what your background was? Do people find that how how did people find that strange and how do they react? Yes, it it was it, it is it's still being uh, people are, find it difficult to to understand to believe, which I understand because like I said in the book, because they grew up in this part of the world, because. Basically, after uh, traveling and living in uh, uh, these uh, societies in which uh, ideology contrast, contrasting ideology, what I learned is that um, basically the world is still divided into block for me, like in like we were living in a war, cold war, it's still divided in uh, perception, I mean, I'm talking about perception-wise. So those people who grew up in uh, Block A, let's say the Western is a Block A, and the um, the non-Western is Block B, but mainly I'm, I'm talking about those formerly, uh, the Block that belongs to the uh, Russia influence, yeah? So the perception that they still have is, it's it's stated back then they still think each other are the demons <laughs> yeah they have misconception between them uh, um a think b is the worst in the world and b think a is the worst <laughs> so i step one i i step back and i look at them oh my god you're just doing the same way um um, you you think the same way, but and the reason I realized the reason why is it is because it's human being. We see the world through the eyes of us and other. There is a uh, Canadian scholar, um, uh, late Canadian scholar. He was Palestinian scholar, Palestinian Canadian scholar, uh, Edward Said, who who wrote about the colonialism and um, um, Orientalism actually. So in this book, in his essay, he described very well how it works, the uh, us and either, uh, others binary, yeah? And that was a perfect example how the, the people from the block A look at the block B people from the block B and how the people from the block B sees the, um, the people from the block A, and it's it's amazing, and we still people still have that perception, and that's the reason when I'm telling them um, about my background, they they can't believe it. First of all, they find it amazing, and they find it. Some say, "Oh, that's lies." Some say, "So they're they're kind of all kind of opinion," which which I I understand, I I respect because they grew up in a one block or the other influenced by influenced by each uh, narratives dominant narratives in those blocks so yeah i do understand that but yes 
they are quite, uh, they find it incredible. But you, but you also meet um, many Koreans on in your travels all over the world. I think you talk about meeting a Korean community in Spain. You also go to South Korea for a time. Um, did those Korean communities, um, who I expect were mostly from South Korea, I, I would expect, did they have difficulty kind of understanding or grappling with with your background? Again, including your your, your fluency in Korean seems to shock a lot of them, at least to you. Um, uh, as as you tell the story, yes, um, it shocked them. They they can't believe they can't picture one woman who is biracial, racial because I'm white and black as well, speaking flawless Korean with no accent to them, and they 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 can't associate in they can't picture it and. And but that's the the first impression, yeah. When they 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 see me start talking, but then when we when I got to know them and we we share, we start talking. They 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 tell me, oh, I feel like I'm talking to an Asian. I feel like I'm talking with um Korean person. Korean is says our people. Our people is a very common. Um, uh, expression in Korean, they say "udisaram, udisaram." That's mean our people. I feel like uh, I'm I'm talking to someone, one of us. So they 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 can't believe it, but I understand that it's normal because Korea, whether it's south or north, has been so long time mono society where so korea is becoming right is multiculturalism now growing in south korea is a very recent thing happening yeah but it's been really really mono um um how you say uh, opposite to multicultural society so it's it's understandable i do understand it and when i first arrived in in uh, seoul back then in I, I, you know, in a, in a, in a tube, I didn't speak Korean because everyone was just staring at me, surprised and amazed and not knowing what to do. So I just, I was just like keeping my mouth shut and not talking in the, when my friends calling, calling me in, in a, and they catch me in a, in the, in the train. So yeah, that was that was the reaction. So it's normal. It's understandable. Mm. I understand that reaction. Yeah. And and I guess one more, I mean, one more question about your travels. I mean, you do you travel back to North Korea um after you leave. Um and uh you do get the chance to to return to boarding school and everything i mean what was that experience like returning to north korea after spending that time um abroad how did had your view of the of the country and the city change i mean it was a feeling of of going back home is this it, that feeling is amazing for everyone i think i mean it's the place i grew up is the place i i met i have friends it's the place that i i spend the most important uh, part of my life which is childhood adolescent and part of my adulthood so 
imagine for anyone how how would you feel going back at home if you're happy now you're asking me how I saw the society it, it was hard to see because the it was the it was 2004 so it was the most difficult difficult moment for 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 them and so I could see it reflected in the society where I felt I um like the, the the city was stuck in the in the in the time so it was sad and but at the same time I was happy to going back to to visit my school my lecturers in the university and I was so lucky because I met my um, classmates there who after graduation, she stayed as a lecturer in the university. And so we, we could speak, we could chat. And so that, that was, I mean, it was amazing, you know, when you when you meet again your your friends of, of childhood and well, she wasn't from childhood. Actually, we met, uh, he, she was a classmate in university, but nevertheless, it was, it was, I was happy. I was happy to meet them meet her and my lectures yeah it, it brought me um a lot of memories so. <laughs> so i i'd like to kind of wrap this up and apologies for for some preamble for this question you know you, you i think a lot of people who um look at north korea from the outside which is a lot of people um i think they have a certain image of the country you know it's north korea is very isolated they hear they read stories about the famines they read story about stories about the um about 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 political repression things like that um and thus they have a very they, they have a very uh they, they have a certain view about the country then you read accounts from people who are actually there and we've done books like that on this show before um we actually talked to ordinary ordinary north koreans and the understanding is quite different. Um, you know, for example, uh, North Koreans, they know what's going on in the rest of the world. Like they, they know, they know what's going on in South Korea. They know what's going on in China. Um, and, and I guess how in your, in, in your view, how are the, the kind of the way the world thinks about North Korea, how does it maybe, um, how does it affect what we think about the country, how does it affect um, how we think about what to do about North Korea as a country or as um, or as a population? Um, I, I, I guess how how are these views coloring our understanding of of North Korea and what to do about North Korean questions? You know, there is a Nigerian famous writer. She is really brilliant, uh, Chimamanda. She gave mm -hmm. a brilliant mm -hmm. speech. Have you heard about her? No, I, I, I have, I have not. Go, but what's okay, the? But it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have time, just uh, I will suggest to to Google her about the uh, single narrative, how dangerous mm -hmm. and how manipulative is the single narrative she talks about. She she calls it single story, and. I call it single narrative. And when you show the people one single story or one single narrative, what you do 
is dividing us, right? I believe we all of us, including you, everybody, we want a better international society, a better societies around us. I believe we want that. If we really want that, what we should do is not telling the people, is not telling the people one narrative in order to divide them. Because when we divide, what we create is hate each other. Yeah, hate. And then we create this misconception on purpose. And in that way, you we make people, by, by telling them only one narrative, we made people um, to just to think from one perspective, not seeing everything. Because... That's not, it doesn't help us for, to achieve what we want, which is a better society where there is no uh, human right issues, uh, where is, uh, everyone have the same respect. That's what we want. So let's start by not telling people, but not dividing people by telling them a single story. That's what I wanted to do. That's why in the end of my book, I said inclusive. Everyone have a right to say what they understand, what they see. But let's not omit the other part on purpose and tell the people what suits us. You read my book from the beginning to the end. I do, I do talk about what is wrong and what is, what I, what is wrong of the societies as I have that, but I also, I admit there is another side of them because I don't want to politicize by telling people, I don't want to politicize uh, um, perspective in order to divide people. That's not what I'm doing. And I will not do it, be doing that because there is no nation who owes moral authority to lecture others none of them. I really have reflected on, on that issue. Who owes the moral authority, authority? Can you name me one? I can bet a thousand billions, billions dollars and no one can mention me that this society owes the moral authority, therefore can lecture others. There isn't. You noted in an earlier answer how, um, you know, how, how, how for much of the post-war history, it was actually North Korea that was the stronger economy, stronger than, than South Korea. Uh, I think that's not that's clearly not true anymore. I think South Korea is very clearly a wealthier economy. It's a cultural powerhouse. Um, and and then I people may take was it, they may take the compa today's comparison and extend it backwards, as in say, oh, South Korea was always the stronger economy, always the, the, the stronger cultural. Um, and and they take the current disparity and extend that backwards. Um, I mean, uh, I think do you I think, see... yeah, do, do, do you uh, think I that think... Uh -huh. has has South Korea's has has South Korea's success um, and recent success? Do you think that's changed how people understand or talk about or have a certain image of North Korea? I am I'm not sure how people, because I didn't do the research about that. 
but I think what you're trying to say is that uh, this again links to the what I would I would I said earlier that the um, knowing that any countries go through ups and downs downs in their moments in the history in the, in economy. So if I mean by common sense, I mean we I would say if I want to know and which is what I do, if I want to know about a country, I do research and I really do academic research. That's the reason I came to London to study, to understand myself, to understand. Um, so before jumping in in the conclusion, I I think people would do because there are people out, people out there who, when they want to know, they will do the research background research and and go deep academic not what wikipedia said because wikipedia is not really reliable but they would do an academic research and they could see that any country have these moments that when the economy goes up and the economy goes down depending on the the, the political uh, uh, situations around the world and uh, or or in the country itself. So I think my answer to that, I don't know because I didn't know, I didn't do the research about that, asking to the people about that. I didn't do any survey, so I can't give you an accurate answer. However, the common sense tells me that if someone wants to know, would go through a real, really rigorous, uh, research about that and learn about it. That's my answer. I think that's a great place to end our conversation with um, Monica Macias, author of Black Girl in Pyongyang in Search of My Identity. Um, Monica, I actually have two uh, more questions for you, which are, uh, where can people find your work? And what's next for you? What do you think the next project might be? So, they can order my book on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. It's been there from March, and uh, they can buy it there. And the uh, the second, what what I'm gonna do? Well, I I like to, um, so with my experiences and uh, what I have learned from living in a, in a, around the different societies. I want to contribute to help people to understand each other. And we bring, if that can help, we, we bring a peaceful society rather than telling people one single story, like Chimamanda said, how dangerous is that? I want, I want to, uh, uh, um, to tell people my story and through my story, if I can help others who is going through um, racism because I, I I have suffered racism in in this country London where I'm staying, and I want to help them. That's what I want to I, I want to do so far, and uh, we uh, and contribute like I said contribute to helping others and more inclusive society, not exclusive one where only those who are privileged have a a voice because I, as a non-white, I realized that 
I am not privileged in, in this society is uh, in order to be privileged, you have to have the, your skin must be white. So you can, you can even, you, you navigate through the system differently. So I, I want to help to eliminate that barrier that and fight about, about that. So you can follow me, Nicholas Gordon, on Twitter at Nick R. I. Gordon. That's N-I-C-K-R-I-G-O-R-D-O-N. You can go to AsianReviewBooks.com to find other reviews, essays, interviews, and excerpts. Follow on Twitter at Book Reviews Asia. That's reviews plural. And you can find many more author interviews at the New Books Network and NewBooksNetwork.com. We hope you've subscribed and listening to the Asian Review Books podcast. Now on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Rate us, recommend us, and share us with your friends. If you want to support us continuing to write in a interviewing those writing in around and about asia next week join us for an interview with peter tilly author of the opium business a history of crime and capitalism in maritime china but before then monica thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you nicholas for having me 